Every believer has the capacity to live as Jesus lived. Live victoriously over sin, sickness, death, poverty, and every evil works of the enemy. You can transform not just your own life, but the lives of people around you. The more you expose yourself to the words of God, the more you see it flow through you. In this message, Pastor Philip teaches on how you can respond to God's unconditional love for you. Live your life in the reality of His power and be all His Word says you can be. How many of you are ready for a pleasant surprise? Pleasant surprise. Pleasant surprise. Surprises that would make you smile. Things that you have been expecting God for, but somehow it took too long. It took too long. You almost forgot about it. And God just pops it open before you. You're like, God. There are some prayers that are answered and it brings tears to your eyes. God will bring tears of joy to your eyes. In the name of Jesus. One lady was in my office one day to share her testimony. And she started crying. And I started crying. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. She started crying and I started crying. They were at a very, in a very tough place. Very tough, hard place financially. They were believing God for financial breakthrough. And then she included in a wind of the spirits um, praise points that God would you know, open doors for them financially. And out of the blues, someone said out of the blues, somebody just called the mother. Of course, that was even our mother. Our mother doesn't attend our church, but our mother also filled, because we had a soft copy praise report that we prepared for people who are not you know, on site. Somebody just called her out of the blues and offered to give them a sum of five million naira. As she was crying, I was crying. From the blues. Someone say pleasant surprises. See, there are places where you're not expecting anything to come from. One of our problems is that we have already zoomed in everything. We think God is going to do it like this. But sometimes God will shock you. He will shock you. Areas that you have even, you have undermined, you have, you have, you have relegated, that this God cannot do this thing. Somehow a miracle will just come from there. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I said in the name of Jesus. Amen. So thank God. Thank God in anticipation. The Bible says, Sing, O barren, ye that bear no child. It says, Burst forth in singing. I know you are single now, but sing, even though you are single. In anticipation for that which is coming. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, there's nothing you are looking for that's not in the hands of God. He will do it for you. Amen. I said he will do it for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Before this year is over, you will cry tears of joy. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. That thing that looks like it's an embargo on your family. Everyone is worried about it. Everyone is bothered. It looks as though there's a lead on the family. Nobody can go beyond this point. It is you that God will use to prove that point. 
God will use you as a good example Amen. that you can do these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. So thank him. Thank him. Don't let the devil steal your joy. I know things look like they are tough, left, right, front, back, up, down. But don't let the enemy choke praise out of you. You see, the enemy wants to choke your praise. He wants to put you in a place of grumbling and complaining and murmuring. And if he can get you to that point where you are murmuring and grumbling and in pain and you are talking, then he's able to steal everything that God wants to do for you. The Bible says with joy shall you do what? Draw water out of the well of salvation. So when your joy is stolen, what will you draw water from? Where, what will you draw water with? There's water in the well, but the joy, which is the bucket, is stolen. So the enemy wants to steal your bucket so that even though you can see water, you won't be able to reach it. But joy is your bucket. The Bible says rejoice. I say again, rejoice. Rejoice it is to put joy on repeat. Rejoice. Over and over. Over and over. Over and over. Joy is not happiness. Joy is not happiness. Joy is a state of heart. You have made up your mind that in spite of what you are going through, you are going to be grateful to God in your heart. You are going to be joyful. There is no limit to what God can do in the life of someone who is still alive. The Bible says to him that he's joined to the living. There's hope. Come on. Tell him as a neighbor. Your case is not a hopeless one. There's hope for you. There's hope for you. So let gratitude be your nature. Let gratitude be your normal default statement. God is a good God. God is a good God. He says, woo to the answer. I made up my mind. Alpha, no matter what I go through, God is a good God. He says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. The thoughts of peace, that's good, to give you a future and hope. Help me with the sound, Uncle Joe. I don't love it still. God is a good God. It's a woo to the answer thing. You see that you've made up your mind. That's the answer. You know when we're in secondary school, there's this book, Understanding Mathematics. Or is it General Mathematics? General Mathematics. I'm a few General Mathematics in school. I'm a few know there were answers at the back. I'm a few used the answers at the back. Wait, 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 wait. You people use the answer at the back. Yeah, wait, wait. Check, you people know Latin like this is a sin. Wait. How many of you carry Expo into Junior Y claims hand? Expo. Holiday. You carry holiday. Key points. Oh my God. You people are very grateful that I don't preach recession in this church. Even though people are going out of GS3. That start again. Amen. So you see, if you look at the back of that textbook, you see the answer. The answer is at the back of the textbook. That means if you are working your mathematics and you get five, 
and you check the back and the answer at the back is seven. What do you do? Plus two. You carry down two. One, two will just come from nowhere. Is equals to seven. Yes. The answer is at the back of the book. You see, if you check the back of this book, it tells us in the book of Revelations that in spite of all you are going through, in the end, you are the one that will be crowned with glory and honor. That the devil will be thrown into the pit of hell. When you know the back of the book, it will reduce your anxiety. That in the end of this thing, I win. I was the one that win. Sometimes you are watching a movie and the bulls will catch the actor. No, sorry, the antagonist will catch the protagonist. <laughs> actor and bulls. You know actor? You know bulls? The bulls will catch the actor and beat, beat, beat. They say, ah, this actor will die. This actor will die. This actor will die. But actor never... Sometimes as you are watching it, you sit at the, at the edge of, the, of your chair. You're anxious. You're anxious. Hey, hey. Because you love this guy. But you are punching him everywhere. Blood is coming out of his nose. His eyes is bleeding. Then suddenly, something happens. He catches the balls. Pia, pia, pia. Beat the balls. And the balls dies. The end. Glory to God. Tomorrow you invite your friends. Come, let's watch this movie together. When they come and watch with you, when they get to that point, when they're beating the bulls, what about your friends? All of them are what? Hey, hey, what are you doing? Why are you relaxed? You have seen the end. All this buffeting will not last forever. All this kicking and battering of the enemy will not last forever. At the end of this, you are the one that won. Your family will be beautiful. You give back to lovely children. You'll be happily married. Yeah. And you have plenty money. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. You are the one that won. This one like this, look as if the boss is beating the actor. Just don't worry. Actor never. Stay on the world. Be hopeful. Stay with God. Remain grateful. You know, we have a gesture that is very entitled. They are not grateful for anything. They are not grateful for anything. People complain and grumble and murmur. They are not grateful for anything. Some of you, where you are now, where you are now, you were not there five years ago. And you know. You know that you may not be where you are, you want to be, but you are not where you used to be. That things are getting better, small, small. But you see, you have to be grateful for what you have. Be grateful for it. You are on a journey, and God is taking you somewhere. The kind of perfume you are wearing that you cannot wear before. They don't burn you wear. So with the kind of clothes you are buying now, you can't buy it before. I know you have not, you are not buying the kind of clothes you want to buy yet. But can you be grateful for the one that you have now? The Bible says, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Be grateful. There's inflation everywhere, but you at least at a level you can afford, you can afford to buy your necessities. 
Do you know that there are many people who can afford to buy what you can afford to buy? Some of them are more intelligent than you are. Be grateful to God. You are not where you want to be. But you are not where you used to be. You don't have all you want to have. But you have things that you don't used to have before. Some of us, you, are, you, are, you, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't put uh, LED lights on your POP. You can use snap picture in your house before. They bore you up. You, see you, you. You now, you, they you. You are not snapping picture in your house and posting on IG. Can, if they bore, eh. Hey, you, can you? You cannot. You are doing, you are doing IG live. You are bothering lights. You do you have lights before? The light reach your area. God is helping you. Mm-hmm. Some of you are squatting before. Squatting before. But now you have moved. It might be small, but you have a place you can say, This is my apartment. You want to live in Metama. I know you want to live in Wusetsu. You want to live in Asokoro. I know you want to wear Louis Vuitton. I know you want to, I know, and you are going to wear them. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. God will do it for you. Turn off the smoke, Ezekiel. There's only for smoke when I'm preaching. Be grateful to God. Abi, are there ringing lights? <laughs> please switch off your phones. Switch off your phones or put on silence, please. Be grateful that you have a phone. <laughs> so today we are starting our introduction on the subject of healing. And I'm going to teach you on healing for the rest of this month. And every Sunday will be a communion service. So I want your faith to be steered. Listen to me. God will perform wonders amongst us this month in the name of Jesus. If you have any case of stomach upset, ulcer, any kind of ulcer, gastric inconvenience, gastric, gastric, where's Lloyd? Gastric what? Eh? Gastric peptic ulcer. No, I'm here. I'm saying gastric in my spirit. Gast, there's something gastric. Gastritis. What's gastritis? Inflammation of the stomach. If you have any, listen, I'm serious. I'm joking, but I'm serious. I saw it in my spirit. Gastritis. Inflammation of the stomach. Any kind of stomach condition. You are going to be healed before you leave here this morning. Yeah. Also, heartburn. I'm feeling heartburn now. I'm having a sense of a sensation of heartburn now. Very close to the middle of my chest now. There's somebody here with an heartburn. 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 Before the service is over. If your faith is strong, no. Even if your faith is not strong. You are going to be healed before you leave this place in the name of Jesus. 
So our focus is on healing and the power of God to heal. So whatever kind of condition you came to church with today, as we celebrate and we hear the word of God, all will be dropping off our lives in Jesus' name. Last year, August, we saw God wrought so many miracles in our midst here. And there was a guy who came to church, sat at the back there. And I gave a word of knowledge that there's someone here, you have a problem with your left eye. You can't see well with your left eye. Is the guy in the church this morning? He was sitting at the back there. Left eye. I was very, very specific that it was the left eye. So some people came and said they had a problem with their right eye. I said, no. I prayed for that. I said, but... There's a guy with the problem with left eye. He couldn't see very well with his left eye. Then he came out. He didn't come out. I remember he didn't come out. But I prayed generally. So when it was time for testimony, he came out. He said it was one that he didn't believe. So I said, if your faith is not strong, there's enough anointing in this house to over, over, overwhelm the doubt in your heart. In this house. So he, I said, can you see me? Like, because I said, cover your right, cover your right eye. You could see. So I took him by hands. I took him there. We used to have a screen here in those days. I took him to the back. People were even concerned for me. Yeah, pastor, why not? Let, I said, why not let him be going? I said, no, I don't want to explain, explain, explain. I won't get. Yes. So I said, I don't know, I don't explain. Let's see. So I took him to the back. He read clearly with his eyes. Clearly. The lady was here. Who couldn't hear with one of her ears? She was in church here. How many of you were in that service that day? And week in, week out, we kept seeing healings. Even people that were not in church. I remember that vow is vow. Vow went home. Vow's dad had had what, had, was it partial blindness they call it? Partial blindness, couldn't see. Vow was tearing up in faith. Left church. Went to his dad. Oh, yeah, daddy, you are healed now. We are coming from healing service. You are healed now. In the afternoon, put the man inside car you have driving without glasses. Ah, I have a video now. You sent me the video now. Sat by yeah, daddy, be driving. The man that couldn't drive before. He drove around town. I said, ah, Daddy, are you not driving? Are you not seeing like this? You must say, I'm seeing, I'm driving. And he recorded it and sent it to me. Visible evidences. So if you have people that are even far away from here who are sick in any way, by your connection to this service, the same healing anointing will reach them in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Jeremiah chapter 8. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 22. Help me do more. Jeremiah chapter 8 verse 22. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? And is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of Why my daughter? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? Of my people. Is there no bomb in Gilead? God was asking. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there in Gilead? How come that my daughter, my people have remained sick? Why? They either don't know the physician or they don't know his prescriptions. Who is the bomb and who is the physician? Psalm 107 verse 20. Psalm 107 verse 20, quickly. Psalm 107 verse 20. Help he me sent more. his word. He sent his word. And healed them. His word healed them, yes. And delivered them from their destruction. And his word delivered them from 
from their destruction. He sent his word. He healed them. And he delivered them from their destructions. He sent his word. His word. That is the prescription of the physician. His word. He sent his word and he healed them. Many years ago, while I grabbed under the, under the grip and the power of sickness. And I've been sick before. I've been terribly sick before. I was so sick while I was growing up. I had to go to the hospital almost every week. Injection today, drip me tomorrow. Every day. So I was sick on this day. I can remember vividly because I was sick of chicken pox. Chicken caught me. And in the midst of that sickness, I had to be isolated from the rest of the family. Because they said it's very contagious. And they robbed me. Cap There's one white cream. I always make that mistake. Kalamai lotion, Abi? White. White. Me that I was already the righteousness of God in Christ. They still robbed me another white. Even the brethren that came from the church to pray for me, they pray for me from the window. They say wisdom, 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 wisdom. No. They say there's no distance in the spirits. Ah! In my desperation to get healed, someone came to our house and said, ah, this thing that is doing this boy, hey, it's a very strong thing that they must wash it. It's from inside. That they must wash it from inside outside. So they mixed black soap and aromatic shinab. And they said I must first use it to rub my body. I will now drink it. So that the one inside so can come out. So I, as, as I gave me a, a glass of that aromatic shinap and that soap, as I drank it, the fellows who were in at home, we knew I was a Christian. Busted into laughter. Say, Pastor, they dig a gogoro. Pastor, they dig. Ah! Tears were dropping out of my eyes. I went back into my room. I said, Jesus, heal me. Heal me now. Heal me. As I laid on my bed, my eyes fell on this scripture. Psalms 107 verse 20. I sent my word and I healed you. And I already delivered you from your destruction. You see, he used the word past tense. Sent. So when I say Jesus healed me, he said I've already healed you. I've already healed you. That day I laid hands on myself and I rebuked every grip of sickness over my dead body. You see, my healing came out of light. Light! In God's word. From that day up until now, I've had no need for hospital. No need for emergency. It's about 20 years now. Because I was a teenager there. Light has no expiry date. You didn't get what I said. He said for his word. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Help me do more. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. What does it say? My son. My son. Attend to my words. Attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sins. That's King James. Give me King James, media. Verse 21. Let them not depart from thine Let eyes. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them. They are them. life to those who find them. And health to all their He flesh. says, my son, attend.
attend to my words. Attend, give attention to my words. Because his words are his prescriptions. God's prescription for your healing are his words. Attend to my words, he says. Number one. Number two, what does he say next? Incline your ears. I mean, to tune your ears. Like you tune a radio. You tune to 100.5 ray power. You tune your ears to his sayings. There are a lot of frequencies running around the world today. As we are here today, there are frequencies actually running across this room. But we are not able to hear any of them because our, we don't have a signal tuned to that frequency. God is always speaking. He says, tune your ears to my sayings. What does he say next? Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep it before your eyes. Keep it before your eyes. Don't just depend on memory. Keep it before your eyes. Keep the word of God before your eyes. Many years ago, I was sick. And I'd waited. I prayed first day, second day. By the third day, the sickness was still there. I was with my wife. We were in the car. And I had to recline my chair. And I was in the car. I said, God, why am I not healed? I've confessed. I've declared by faith. Why am I not healed? Because usually if I overwork myself, I could break down. If I rest, I, I'm rejuvenated. But this one had gone for like two, three days. Ah, what's going on? Then the Lord says, you have to keep it before your eyes. You see that? You are quoting the scripture from your memory. Keep it before your eyes. I said, say, open it and read. Isaiah 53. Again, he himself bore my sicknesses. Feed your eyes with it. Everybody here, I say this all the time, you already know how an apple tastes. If I ask you, you can describe how an apple tastes. But nobody can be nourished from the memory of a, of a taste of an apple. If you're going to be nourished, what do you do again? You eat it again. Car. You eat it again. So I went back into the world and began to eat it again. By the time I was done, every feeling of fever and weakness dried out that day. Then it says, keep it in the midst of your heart. It's meditating upon it. Let your mouth feed your heart. Let your heart feed your mouth. Let your mouth feed your heart. Let your heart feed your mouth. The same word of faith that we say unto you, first in your mouth, then in your heart. In your heart, back to your mouth. I taught when I was teaching you on faith, that if your mouth feeds your heart, the word of God in abundance, when you don't need it, the heart will feed the mouth, the word of God, spontaneously, when you need it. If you have been taking time to feed your heart with God's word, keep it in your heart. Keep it in your heart. So the first thing that you do, when you hear that there's something, it, it, there's an outbreak of, outbreak of a plague, you don't say, yeah, bari, bari. what does God want to say? Because it's in your heart. But when COVID came, COVID came 2020, there was a lot of anxiety in town. Anxiety. Everybody was anxious. What are we going to do? What's going to happen? Hey, ah, hey. And we, me, I, we, just, we just finished our first year anniversary as a church. Lockdown. I was like, God, what is this? God said, go to the back of the book. So I went to the back of the book. And I read all through the back of the book. And I did not see COVID there. And that day God said, look, son. COVID cannot end this world. I am the only one that can wrap up this thing. Wrap it up, nigga. <laughs> when I'm ready to wrap it up, I wrap it up. So I came out. COVID cannot end this world. 
I disagree with the devil. And I began to pray for everyone who was already diagnosed COVID positive. I can remember vividly. We had at least 20 already diagnosed COVID patients that got healed by miracle. One of them were in Saudi Arabia. An entire family. Where's Daniel? Entire family. Entire family. Husband, wife, three children. All in the hospital. COVID-19. I prayed for them from here in Nigeria. They were all discharged that same week. Everybody. Healed by the power of God. Keep it in the midst of your heart. Meditate upon it all the time. Let the word of God be your prescription. Let it be the first point of call. I remember the story of Jerry Savelle. Jezebel was in church with Kenneth Copeland and as they were in church, their children were in the children's church. I can never forget that story. It's tears of faith in my heart all the time. And my daughter was in the children's church. Suddenly they had a cry from the children's church. Everybody rushed there. Our little daughter had an accident and two of her middle fingers were cut off. Two of the middle fingers. And the children's church teacher says, we don't know what happened. And, you know, right there in their hands, they saw the baby and the, the, the teacher was holding the two fingers like this. In, in her hand, saying, We don't know how it happened. I think she was playing with a sharp object or something. Two fingers. And she was crying and bleeding profusely. Kenneth Copeland put his hands and rebuked the pain. And the girl stopped crying and looked at Jerry Savelle. What do you believe? Car. In that height of anxiety, what do you believe? Jerry Savelle says, I believe that God will restore the finger of my daughter. You see, that, you see, the, oh God, first words are critical. You see, the first words that you say spontaneously will give us a clue about what you have been feeding your heart with. If you have been feeding your heart with fear and reality and be practical, be practical, be real, be real, be real. If that's what you have been saying, it will show on the day of problem. You see, I believe that God will restore the daughter of my daughter. I I join my faith with yours. God will restore the daughter, the finger of this girl. They got to the hospital. Ah, the doctor looked at the girl. Say, ah, this is not going to work. And in their presence, took the two fingers and threw inside the dustbin. Stitched up, wrapped, stitched up the finger, wrapped it up. He said, you guys will have to come back in the next two weeks. In their presence, don't change your confession on the account of a new information. Threw the fingers away in their presence. He and his wife took their daughter home. They have two weeks. So I said two weeks. Say two weeks. Too much. Say it again. Say two weeks. Too much. Two weeks is too much for God to recreate what He created in the first place. He created the entire world in six days. A little girl's finger is too too small. So for two weeks they shut down the television, shut down the radio. They allowed newspapers, and for two weeks they kept confessing God's word over their daughter's fingers. Two weeks. They didn't open the plaster. So check it. When you plant a seed, it looks like it's not growing. Don't go and be uprooting it to know if it's growing or not. Just keep watering it. Keep watering. Are you getting my point? You see, when you keep checking your seed if it's growing or not, it's not going to grow. You plant it, you go and dig it out to see if it's growing. You plant it. So they didn't check it. Two weeks, they kept confessing on their fingers. Two weeks, they kept confessing on their fingers. They went back to the hospital in two weeks. Because the doctor was just, you know, thinking he was just, he was just going to redress the wound you know, and do a proper check. He's an Indian doctor, an atheist, doesn't believe in God. When they opened the plaster, there were two fingernails there. Two, two full fingers with fingernails. With fingernails. 
You know what Jesus did? He now left the mark of this car. So that they can have it as a token. As what? So you know what they explain? Is there. Number one, the word of God is creative. The word of God is creative. It's able to create what has been destroyed. The word of God is creative. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Bible says, and there was nothing created that was not created by the word. The word of God can create. It's creative. I told the story of my father-in-law. Had, a, had, had, had an accident. Head collision. But we can't speak in the world. The word of God has a creative force. Number two, the word of God has a medicinal force. Medicine. The word of God is medicine. It says it is medicine to all who find it. Medicine. The word of God, when you take it as holistically, take it as religiously as you take your doctor's prescription, as a medicinal approach to your body. Number three, the word of God is surgical. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12, help me do more. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. The word of God is surgical. Hebrews 4 12, what does it say? It's quick and powerful. The word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Yes? Piercing even Piercing into the dividing asunder. Yes? Of soul of and soul spirit. And what? And spirit. And what? And of the joints. And of the joints and the what? And marrow. So even if the devil goes to hide the element in the bone marrow. If the doctor says where this element is, we cannot reach it. The word of God is sharp. It's quick. It's able to get even into the marrow. Is surgical. Surgical. It's able to go into your system. God is able to give you a new heart, new lungs. He's able to give you new kidneys. God's word is surgical. God wanted to give Adam a wife, put him to sleep. What do you call that in medicine, Doctor David? When God puts, when, eh? Anesthesia. Someone say Anesthesia. So it was not doctors that found out that thing. God is the first soldier. Put him to sleep. Bible says, cut his side. And did what? Remove the rib. And did what? Close it back. There were no post-surgical complications. No post-surgical internal bleedings. No come back tomorrow for, you know, consistent check. Bleeding here. Doctor, you see some secretion. There's pus coming out of my side. No pulse, no bleeding, nothing. Adam recovered fast. Sharp. There was nothing wrong with his body. And God performed that surgery. <laughs> Gave him a wife. Everything that is needed in your life, God by surgery is giving it to you now in the name of Jesus. His word is sharp. Bishop gave a testimony many years ago. One of their pastors who had had an accident. And his elbow was a gunshot. So his elbow was shattered. So he had to put a, a metal in it. Very painful thing. Every time he has to go around with that metal. He's inside. So it's just like a artificial, you know what I'm talking about, David? And the, what do you call it? Intermedullary 
Majority was lean. That thing that he said. Amen. All right. And that thing was in his elbow for like five years. One night, after they had gone for evangelism, they came back. Bishop said, I think you are, you are tired. Go and rest. As he went to sleep. When he woke up in the morning, God saw the family woke up in the morning. He found the entire, <laughs> entire majority, that, that thing, that iron. He found it beside him. He found it beside him, like this. He was afraid. He jumped up. Ah! But the thing was there. What happened? God had sent an angel. Heavenly soldier came, cut it out. Real life. Bro- and they didn't take it away. So I know what they do what? Explain. So that you have evidence. Put it by his side. He brought it to church. He brought it to church live. The word of God is surgical. Number four, the word of God is prophetic. The word of God is prophetic. Ezekiel 37. Can these dry bones live again? Can this dry heart walk again? Can this dry bleeding? Can this dry bones walk again? Can this dry kidney walk again? It says, can they walk again? It says, speak to it. And the Bible says, as Ezekiel spoke, let's praise, praise. Ask them to switch on the AC. Switch on the AC. As he spoke, the bones came back to life. Dry bones came back to life. Dry bones came back to life. Dead bones. I pray for everyone today. Everything dry and dead in your life, dry and dead in your body, is returning back to life today. In the name of Jesus. If you have siblings or you have, there's someone here. You have a sibling that has mental condition. You have a sibling that has mental condition. It's an embarrassing thing. You're in the house today. As I'm speaking now, the fire of God in his word will reach out to that boy or that girl's mind and begin to restore it completely in the name of Jesus. If you have people who are sick, by the time I begin to pray, if you can connect them online, please do. If you have pictures of them as a point of contact, please do. When I begin to pray, I'm going to ask the power of God to go across this room and to everyone who's connected to it. Every kind of sickness that has a name, the Bible says is health to all their flesh. Anyone that has no name but can be identified by the power of healing in the name of Jesus. We are seeing health being restored in the name of Jesus. Last month, last year, I made a call for those who were waiting on the foot of the womb. And I've had testimonies. People who came in, out. People who came and standing for people. If you have anyone like that, I'm going to do it again this month. Everyone with hormonal, if you have hormonal cases in this church, if you're a member of SLC, you cannot have hormonal case. It's an abo- There's a special anointing on my life for fruitfulness. I've come to accept it. So if you have hormonal condition, hormonal situation, hormonal um, issues around your femininity, you are completely healed in the name of Jesus. 
you know, I've done this thing. I did it and I prayed for two people who were single and they got pregnant. Two singles. Apparently one of them has been But she did not get pregnant because of the health condition. After I prayed for her, she still went back. She took it. Fast. Fast. Two singles I've seen. So I stopped. You know, I'm very scared. I'll ask them, are you sure? Because you are going to be healed, no doubt. You are going to be healed. You are going to be healed. There's no way, there's no way you are going to be healed. So if you have siblings who are not even here, who have any kind of condition, please, when I begin to pray, join them in. Whatever kind of torment or pain anyone is going through, by the power of God's healing, today we're going to see everyone healed in Jesus' name. We're going to be taking communion in a moment. Please go get in communion. Please tell praise that you're on the AC. It's getting hot. I'm going to pray for you in a moment. Bring out the communion. In Luke chapter 13, verse 10 to 16. Help me do more. Luke chapter 13. And he was teaching in one. Yes of the synagogues on the sabbath yes and behold yes there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity yes 18 years yes and was bowed together yes and could in no wise lift herself yes lift up herself so the bible says she has a spirit of infirmity someone say spirit of infirmity say there's a spirit of infirmity so you see there is no medical cure for the spirit of infirmity there is no medical cure there are some of you, what the traces you are seeing in your life are, are spirits. You, they were operating from your parents. You saw them walk. You could tell you this person had this, that person had it, and it's already dovetailing down. And you can see life in your own life. It says, yeah, spirit of infirmity. Yes, what is the next? Help me. And when Jesus saw her, when Jesus saw her, he called her to him. Yes. And said unto her, Yes. Woman, yes. thou art loosed from thine infirmity. Woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. And yes. And he laid his hands on her. Yes. And immediately she was made straight. Immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Yes. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. Yes. Because that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day. Yes. And said unto the people, Yes. There are six days in which men ought to walk. Yes. In them therefore come and be healed. Yes. And not on the Sabbath day. Yes. The Lord then answered him and said, Yes. Thou hypocrites. Yes. But not each one of you on the Sabbath lose his ox or his ass on the stall and lead him away to watering. Yes. And ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham? Not this woman being a daughter of Abraham. Yes. Whom Satan had bound. Whom Satan had bound. So Jesus explains that this health condition is a bondage of Satan. This thing this woman is going through, this bleeding, this stooling, stooling blood, this blood stooling is a bondage of Satan. This allergy is a bondage of Satan. Don't be too sweet it. Don't be posh with it. Say, so, you know, I don't come out in the morning because of my skin. 
If I can't come out, no matter, I'm going to have some skin irritation. You know, you see my skin begin to decay. You know, I don't, I don't take water. I don't drink that. Don't be cute with it. Jesus calls it the bondage of Satan. Asthma is a bondage of Satan. So you cannot go anywhere you want to go to. Some people have what they call vertigo. Is it vertigo? Vertigo. That means you can't fly. Which one happens that when you fly, your lungs will blow as if, 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 if flaming? Wants to burst. Maybe if you go high, you keep going high. You can see all the demonic names. Pulmonary embolism. So that means you can't even fly abroad. Eh? You have to trek. Bondage of the devil. I can't do this. I can't do that. Bondage. Is this just an introduction? I'm going to preach this deeper as the weeks come. I don't want to take our time. Listen to me. Anything that makes your life uncomfortable for living is a bondage of the devil. I cannot do this. I cannot wear that. I cannot see this. I cannot. It's a bondage of the devil. Call it by its name. Then you can treat it as such. Everyone with any kind of growth in your body, you are healed today in the name of Jesus. So I'm going to be taking the communion in a moment. Rise on your feet. I want you, if you are sick in this place, if you are not sick anywhere, you know, you can just hold the hands of your neighbor. But if you are sick or you have any kind of sickness anywhere or any part of your body, I want you to put your hands where you have. If you have any pain in any part of your body, put your hands there right now. And begin with the... Thank you for listening to this message. Meditate on these words and watch how it will transform your life. For inquiries, please call 0909-672-9827 or 0807-548-5997. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. Instagram at SLChurchNG. You can reach us on our Facebook. That's Supernatural Life Church.